This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 93 for the week of September 9th, 2007. Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Daizen Shui X. We cover anything and everything. Dragon Ball! In hopes of enlightening and entertaining. No, you missed a little bit of. Well, we do a lot of entertaining, let's just say. Touche. Touche. We wanted to leave out the little bit because why limit ourselves? That's true. You're shooting for the stars here. That's right. You gotta see the silver lining. Big time. On my illuminating words from the catchphrase. What the hell is up, everyone? How you doing? Doing good. Swell. Good. good. Let's uh, go around and say who we got and say what's going to be going on. Let's start over here to my less than proverbial right, Mary. I am your right. Well, I know, but it's still less than proverbial. It seems extremely proverbial, but okay. Come on. Been going for almost 100 episodes with that line. <sighs> sort of. I actually don't remember when. I wrote it down when Julian first said it. I can't remember what episode it was. You got to do some research then. I know, but anyway. You are merry. Mm-hmm. You're a woman. You're an adult. You like Dragon Ball. What the hell's wrong with me? You chased school started today. I saw you down by the middle school. You're like, hey, hey kids, you, you, you want to be on a Dragon Ball podcast? You know what was weird is that, yeah, school started. I didn't see a single school child. You know, I didn't either. I think they might have changed the bus route, was which is a- great because, you know, they'd always get in my way on the way to work. Yeah, and you would run them over and get pulled over by the cops. I did get pulled over by the cops once, but I didn't get, you know, I didn't run over anyone. Ah, oh, you rebel, running over children. <laughs> Playing too many violent video games. I blame games the media. Games are not corrupting our youth. They are corrupting our adults. Damn straight. Jeff. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm not wearing headphones. I know. Yeah. You're here with us this evening. You are our friend Jeff, and you were here from time to time. I still am. Yeah. Oh, yay. You're going to talk about some Dragon Ball stuff with us tonight. That is Very correct. exciting. Yep. You had uh, an exciting week yourself. Yeah, you could you could pretty much say that. You had an exciting week yourself. <laughs> uh. You said I could pretty much say that, so I, I said it again. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See the humor there? <laughs> All together now. Poor anatomy tonight. Fantastic. So that's Mary. That's Jeff. Let's say hello to Julian. J- Julian? You there? No, he's not here. This is sad. However, Julian has made it successfully to the land of the rising sun. He's over there. He's in an apartment. And I think he's got a roommate or something. So, uh, you know what? Let's just check in with Julian right now. Hey, this is Julian coming to you from Japan. So I made it over okay. The flights were long but uneventful, and I have finally arrived at my destination. I'm in an apartment. It's kind of small, kind of run down, but, you know, it's Japan, and any better is going to be extravagantly expensive, so what are you going to do? But I've been acclimating myself to the city and walking around and, you know, playing a little bit of tourist as well as uh, somewhat resident. I have an internet connection now, so I will be with you, hopefully, starting with the next podcast on a regular basis again. So... Everyone look forward to it. So that's Julian. That's very exciting. We will hear more from him in the future. Hopefully he'll be back on in a regular sort of fashion soon. So that's Mary. That's Jeff over here, sort of behind me, sort of to my right. That's Julian. I guess you could say very far off to my right. That leaves me, Mike... Fujito EX, and uh, I am here to orchestrate all sorts of shenanigans this evening with everyone. So we got some stuff to talk about. We are here doing the Manga Review of Awesomeness, Volume... Eight. Eight. Thank you. I tried to look over at the volume that Jeff was holding... 
but the spine was away from me. So then my eyes turned over to the bookshelf to see which number was missing. But Mary said it first. Because I'm awesome and I'm on top of shit. You are, again, shooting for those stars. That's right. I got my A-game on tonight. Yeah, your N-gauge on tonight? My (laughs) A-game. Yeah, I got my N-gauge here. It's the best gadget ever. All right. So we're going to be going through the manga. If you haven't been uh, following along with this, what we do every month is we go through the manga volume by volume. We're up to volume eight. We kind of do a little recap of everything that goes on, and we get some perspectives on it, and we'll get some more detail on that in a bit. Let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping stuff that's going on. we got some cons coming up. Oh, yeah. Two weeks. We've mentioned this, and we're going to keep mentioning it, because if we don't mention it, we'll forget, and that's bad. We'll forget to catch a plane. Exactly. Exactly. Two yeah. weeks now, is it? Yes. Anime Weekend Atlanta. A-W-A. We're all going. we Everybody in this room is going. That's right. Except yeah. for cats. Yeah, the cats have to stay here. Aw. So, uh, let's see what's going on real briefly. Uh, Friday, right? I forget. I yeah. forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Friday, we have a panel. Jeff, are you, are you hopping up on the panel with us? Yes. You are. Free badge. Nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last year. Oh, I won't say what. Never mind. Uh, industry secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually have no idea what Mary's talking okay. about, so Good. <laughs> I guess that works out well. Okay. So we're going to do a panel. The way panels work at the VAT, which is the video art track, AWA, the way this works is people are invited to come up, spend an hour pretty much entertaining an audience, do whatever you want to do. So what we're going to show are some of our videos, um, some things from the last year, some unpremiered things, things that give us inspiration in making videos. And actually, we should talk with Jeff about something yeah i'm sure jeff has some awesome stuff oh yeah i gotta show stuff all three of us worked on the honey and clover video so that kind of counts yeah that definitely we're guaranteed to show that yep some other stuff we worked on this year so that's pretty awesome i think that's friday in the nutshell right Mm -hmm. let's take it over to saturday i think we have some added things to do on saturday potentially which is pretty awesome yeah got an email from the man the myth the legend mr daryl surratt from anime world order I think it is. He actually didn't sign the email and say who it was. So for all I know, it was either Gerald or Clarissa, except I have no idea. I'm pretty sure it's Daryl. So we might do a little podcast-related thing on Saturday. Hmm. The only thing is, um, as long as it doesn't interfere with something like Iron Editor, which we obviously have to be at for the event to run at all. So uh, we still don't know the full details on that. Um, I don't know if any other podcasters are going to be in on it. But regardless, you should check it out, even if we're not there. Like, if we're stuck in line somewhere for something, waiting for an event. Yeah. We went to the podcast panel last year, and it was ran by these guys. It was really fun. Yeah. Actually, I think the audio... I'm pretty sure I even was uh, recorded on it during the panel. But uh, you can check it out in their audio feed from last year from the con. So that's pretty awesome. And then also Saturday... We got AMV awards. Yeah, well... I got nominations. So I guess we're obliged to go. Yeah, I kind of want to see how that ends up. Just in case. But it's a secret. Ooh. Did we enter the Honey and Clover video into... That's uh, an expo. Yeah, we sent it to expo. Did you get anywhere? Well, we don't know until the... Oh, yeah. That's really... the thing where Matt Wagner and everyone there watches them, then they announce them there at the awards. Yeah, event. like they don't actually do like, you know, a, like a category with finalists. They no. just sort of just say, out of everything, the here's the best. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay, exactly. yeah. So we got some stuff in Expo. Mary's got a video in Pro. And then after that is Iron Editor. Mm-hmm. And that's the event where there are certain competitors who are invited to have a battle among each other for grand justice and... 
stuff. So we are the returning champions from two years ago. Last year was the Tournament of Champions, and uh, we actually, ironically enough, didn't make it to the final round of the own con that we won at, but that's okay. It was super fun. We were at Otakon. I am so confused. Last year. It was year. last year. Not this previous Otakon, but the year before. Yeah, 2006. There were mm-hmm. five competitors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mary, you and I counted as one. Uh-huh. And then, no, there were four. It was me, you, Brian, Shane, and Brad. Okay, so the five and Shane people, and Brad won. Four competitors. Right. Shane and Brad went on, and then Brad beat Shane to be the Tournament of Champions winner. Uh-huh. And so this year, every con is back to normal with its own individual competitors. So as a returning champions from two years ago, we are going and we are competing against J-Bone, who in the Dragon Ball community is actually not known, except he is. But he should be. Because of danger high voltage. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Come check that out. Uh, the theme this year is over the top. So what we do is we're up there. Uh, we make a video in two hours, but at the same time, they're running game shows and giving away prizes and checking in with the competitors and trying to distract them, play some of their videos every once in a while, play some fan favorite videos and give away prizes. Just have fun. And so that's Saturday evening in a nutshell. And then we'll leave early Sunday because we have to fly back here in New Jersey. Yeah. So that's AWA. Real briefly, two weeks after that, I think, October 6th, that Saturday, we're all heading up to Manga Next for the day. We're going to do two panels. We're going to do Manga in AMVs, which I, about 20 minutes ago, recruited Jeff to be on and talk about stuff with us. Woohoo! <laughs> so that'll be super fun. Then we're also going to do Dragon Ball Manga, A History. And I'd like to record this as a podcast episode. I put in for mic equipment and stuff, so we'll see what we get. I'll bring mine anyway. Sweet. Yeah, it's always good to have a backup. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll record that panel and put that out for those of you who can attend. We're going to go through the manga, uh, Japanese, American edits, how everything came out, and just have lots of fun. And I think that is convention stuff. The only other thing I got is reiterating once again, Xbox Live, let's rock. Played some Uno tonight. Play what did I play the other? Oh, we all played Puzzle Fighter. Yep. Like last week, it was a podcast fan. I, I'm sorry, I forget who it was, but invited me to play, so I played. And then a lot of other people were here at the same time, so I was like, "Hey, now you're gonna play against Andrew." And then you play against Andrew. And then Andrew's done. It's like now you're gonna play against Jeff and play against Jeff. Daisen Chuiex Tachi won every single time because we're that awesome. Go team, at go! And I've been practicing since college. <laughs> right. Me too. So if you see Vegito EX on, you're not guaranteed that it's actually going to be me you fight against. It'll be someone here. But uh, I'll play you in whatever you want to play if I actually own the game. So if you see me on, invite. That's going to wrap up the housekeeping. No, wait, I'm not done. You're not done? Yeah. What? A couple weeks ago, I mentioned I was going to eBay stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen until after AWA. So okay. uh, just in case if you're interested in buying some old crap of mine and Mike's, it'll probably <laughs> be after AWA because I'm lazy. And it takes a lot of work to eBay. Good. Thank you for the update. Yes. I appreciate it. Let's take it over to the news. It's that time of year where every week we must start off the news with video game news. Heading into October and sparking Meteor, I believe it was yesterday we got three more characters added to the game. That's right. We have... Hachan! Hachan Jinzo Ningen Hachigo. So that would be, if you want to translate it out, Artificial Human Number 8. It's one from the Red Ribbon Army Saga. Jeff, you remember him? Yes, I do. Nice. You actually know who that is. Yeah. He's going to be in the game. Holy crap. We are also going to have Namu, who you will also remember from oh my the God. 21st Tenkaichi Budokai. That's crazy. Yes. And then finally, we're going to have Akuman, who you will meet in Volume 9. Oh, boobs! Sorry. <laughs> Ooh. I'm sorry, I just turned to a, a, a page of full frontal nudity. Mary was confirming which volume he appears in, and she got a face full of boobs. That I did. Nice. So now we're all looking forward to reading Volume <laughs> 9 next month. 
<laughs> in a variety of ways. So there you have it. I believe there's still a couple more characters to meet that 161 that's in the uh, promotional video for the game. I want Z to be in the game. I want him to be exclusively in the Japanese version of the game. So I can actually pull some kind of like, ha I actually win for getting the Japanese version of the game. Because, you know, it's just going to come out in America very soon after. It's going to have the Japanese voices over in the American version. Although we still don't know if the American version is going to have Japanese music in it. The last two games have just had like all new music. Put in, well, no. The first sparking game over in the U.S., Budokai Tenkaichi, had recycled music from the Budokai games. Then the second game over here, Sparking Neo, Budokai Tenkaichi 2, had, I think, all new music that was put in. And there have been some rumors floating around that the third game is going to have selectable American music or Japanese music, although nothing's been confirmed. And the big part of this game, we've said, everyone else has said, is when you play this game, you're playing the show. And so for me, music is a really big part of that. Even if it's not my favorite game in the world, like it's that whole experience of like having the voices, having the music, That's that, that makes the game to me. So uh, I think the game comes out October 4th? It'll be in the releases. Right. So we'll talk about that later. Let's get on with more news. I always get great emails from Tanuki Kodibo. He's our news correspondent. We don't have to do anything thanks to this guy. So he sends me an email with a link over to Target. You know, the, the store that sells stuff. The one down the street. Target. That I, that I went you to. You know, I heard a guy on the radio this morning call it Target. I was so I know, happy. I know, I know. I was like, oh, that's funny. Anyway, every the, every freaking housewife has been saying that for like the past couple of years, though. Yeah. It's driven me nuts over the years. So there's a listing over on the Target website for a Korochan, no, I'm sorry, Kolochan pack for DBZ. We've been talking about these for a while. The, the reduced price, kind of short six-track CDs coming out. They have a listing for it over on the Target site for like 20 bucks, except it's C-O-L-O-Chan pack. Why would the Target have a listing for this. Yeah, they suddenly import stuff. What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. So that was, there's really nothing else to this other than that. That's really funny and interesting. Actually, if I could just mention something really yeah. quickly. I don't know if it was Target. Joy and I were at a shop. We were looking in the DS section. They had an import of Naruto for the DS. Best Buy. Yeah, it was Best was Buy. Had an impi- I had an import of a Jump ulti- or Superstars. Yeah, it was, I think it was last year. They had the latest Bleach game, the latest Naruto game, and Jump Superstars. That, that seems point. so random. Well, I haven't seen them. Well, we haven't been to Best Buy in a while. But last time we were there, I didn't see any more of the import games. I don't know what was going on with that. It's like I wonder if it's just like an employee like secretly no, ordering them and throwing them out there. It was there. across the country. We got a lot of reports from mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. mine was it Best was over here in uh, it was in I mean mine was in a different section in Jersey. I mean, right. if anything, it might just be like they're testing uh, an audience. So hey, if you work for Target and specifically on like their internet team, what's going on? I want to know. If I can just go buy my Dragon Ball CDs from Target, screw Play Asia. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, please ship me my games. Anyways, let's talk about other news. We got an email from... No, we got a forum post from Brackus earlier this week on our forum. There's a video over on YouTube, and it's this all-female... Brass band. Group playing Makafushi Yi Adobincha. Mary, you watched this with me. I did. It was like weird, it was kind trippy. of iPod style, uh, in term, like the commercials, kind uh-huh. of silhouettes on colorful backgrounds of women playing brass instruments and drums, uh-huh. uh, doing the uh, Dragon Ball opening theme song. Right. Wearing like dresses and stuff. It was really weird. I couldn't tell if there, it was like that uh, Robert Palmer video where it was just the women with the instruments <laughs> and they're not right, really right. playing it, <laughs> or if this actually was, you know, an all female band. I couldn't tell if this is a concept for a video or if this is really well, know, their thing. They have CDs. If okay. you head over to CD Japan, they actually have a bunch of CDs. And the latest one, which is Brass Style Tengoku, has this song on it. And there's also a limited edition version of the CD with the DVD. And I believe this music video is on that DVD. And this just came out in August, I think. So 
pretty recent stuff. Yeah. Mm. Pretty neat. So uh, it's better than having a fourth cover of Romantic this year. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of neat. So we just wanted to point that out because cover songs, as trippy as they are, are always interesting. And then finally, to wrap up the news, we have a little bit of a live-action movie update. Uh, this was posted originally over on IGN earlier this week. They linked over to that Montreal Gazette article that had you know, the live-action movie is going to start filming up there in Canada and budget and these two other movies, etc. Uh, the bottom of the IGN report had this quote. 20th Century Fox has informed IGN that this report cannot be confirmed as neither start dates nor lo- Locations are locked at this point. So, is it happening or not? Weird. If the newspaper <laughs> said it, I mean, you, know, you have to believe it, kind of. Well, I know. Uh, I think part of the point of people acknowledging IGN's article here is like, I just used the word, Fox acknowledged the movie mm. by saying this. Mm. Like, in the past, they usually say, oh, yeah, and they kind of avoid it. By saying, you know, we haven't picked a location or a start date, they're at least saying, yeah, we're going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Are they? Is that what that infers? I guess so. So there you have it. Maybe the movie will happen. Maybe it won't. We're all hoping it won't because it'll be pretty ridiculous. Although we do want to laugh really hard. I do. So we're kind of I, lo- I love tra- laughing at Dragon Ball. I do too. In a variety of ways. Because it's funny and also when things are really awful. Yeah. I'm comfortable enough in my fandom oh, yeah. to laugh at it. That's the whole point of my site, more That's or less. True. I mean, other than worshipping trunks. Could I please have Jean-Claude Van Damme as Vegeta? Please. <laughs> That's all I ask. All right. We're going over to the topic. So we're up to volume 8 here. This is going to cover chapters 85 through 96. So as a recap, what are we doing here? The manga review of awesomeness. Yes, thank you. Jeff, now you're on top of things. You're the one shooting for the stars. You are my star pupil. Yes. He gets a gold star. In fact, when Jeff came in, he gave me an apple, and I was very excited because now he's my pet. <laughs> what? I, know, I just want to be a little gay for Jeff tonight. That's all. I'm going to drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're doing is we're going through the manga volume by volume, and we give a little recap synopsis of everything that happens in the volume, and then we get some perspectives on it, because we have myself that has read the whole thing before. Usually we have Julian, who has read the whole thing before as well. Um, Twice and backwards. Pretty much, English and Japanese. We have Mary, who at this point, this part of the series is all new material to you. Mm -hmm. You've been a Dragon Ball fan for longer than I have, but you actually haven't read these parts in the manga. Nope. Red Ribbon Army is new to me. Good. And then we have our friend Jeff, who um, came in and is just reading the whole thing for the first time. I'm the Dragon Ball virgin. That's right. Popping your cherry. See, it's... it's, (laughs) You are a little gay for him tonight. uh, Why not? It's really tough for us as Dragon Ball fans, especially at this age, to get new people into it and kind of like relive it for the first time. So we're lucky that we can, you know, rope Jeff over here every month and read the manga with him. And I'm the poor Ava fan who needs to be exposed to more things, I guess. <laughs> That's right. It's storybook time. So let's go through it. We're starting off in chapter 85 here. Things start off just where they left off. Bora is thanking Goku for the rescue because, you know, he rescued kind of both of them from the Red Ribbon Army there. And he's got the four-star ball, which Goku is extremely excited about because he believes that's Grandpa. That's the one that Grandpa left to him. Goku still has his weird fascination with Grandpa's inside the ball, although he, maybe he's moved past at this point, but it's still the memento thing, and he's really holding on to it. So uh, Blue returns to the Red Ribbon Army headquarters. I love his entrance here. He beats up a guard and just kind of, like, walks on in. Like, he owns the place. don't you... We should know what your superiors look like. That's right. Inside, we have Tau Pai Pai conversing with Black and Red. They're working out a price. Again, fantastic dialogue in here. And Blue struts on in, and he gets scolded for not returning with the Dragon Ball. But he's got the radar, so, you know, that's something, right? Alright, Red's gonna give him a chance to redeem himself. What he has to do here is defeat Tau Pai Pai. Who, uh, on the back of his shirt, has the words, kill 
kill you. Yes, he has kill you. I love it. Amazing. Now, Jeff, something you were very concerned with in the past is how Blue always seemed to survive, well, everything. He would not die, and it pissed me off. Uh, I'm going to let you take it from here, then. All right, so they get into this fight. The guy goes, begin, and they start fighting, and all of a sudden this tongue comes out, and it bores a hole in Blue's head, and this kills Blue. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, that's all it took. That, that's it. He's on the floor. He's got a hole in his head. He's dead. You yeah. mean to tell me this guy who, like, got crumbled with rocks and, like, drowned and, like, freaking flown miles into the air and a, a tongue in his head and that's all it takes? Yeah, yeah, that's all it takes. Well, at least they uh, finally killed him off. <laughs> so you're glad to see him go, finally. I'm, I'm glad he's dead. Very nice. In such a humorous fashion. Very and disturbing, humorous. disturbing and funny. Yeah, it was. I was always creeped out by that in Dragon Ball Movie 3, because that's how I was first exposed to... To this event. You know, Tap yeah. Pie Pie in Blue. Like, I never saw Red Ribbon Army, so... Right. In this movie, I'm like, ugh, Tong, what the hell? <laughs> All right, let's keep going with this story. So at this point, Tap Pie Pie demands to know his real targets, because, you know, he wants to get some work done. I love this. He breaks the pillar down, throws it, jumps on it, and just kind of flies off into the distance on he, the like, pillar. He, he breaks it by, like, tapping it in two places. Mm-hmm. Like, that is freaking ridiculous. Isn't that hardcore? Oh my god, this awesome. guy's gonna be hard to beat. That's right. So we're back over with Goku. He doesn't really have a wish. Uh, they're talking about the Dragon Balls here. So, uh, Bora says, hey, there's a tower over there. Why don't you climb it? Did, can I just mention something? Was this tower in the last volume? Because yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, remember this. It. Really? Right yeah. Wow. It wasn't important then. It's important now, though. Yeah, I didn't even notice it until they pointed it out. Like, I'm so oblivious like that. Like, there's this giant tower pointing into the sky, and of course, right. it's until they go, hey, why don't you climb that giant tower pointing into the sky? It's just like, it's oh. It's like the pink elephant in the room. The giant tower to the sky. Yeah, All definitely. Right. So, uh, you know, if you climb to the top and drink the holy water, you'll get super strong. Of course you will. It's Dragon Ball. So we're on to chapter 86 here. Uba notices someone flying in, and this guy just kind of crashes into the ground. <laughs> and uh, introductions proceed from here. Bor decides he's going to fight because he's got to defend the land here. Um, Goku's watching at this point. Uh, Bor whips out this spear, but Tao Pai Pai just grabs it and holds on to it. It doesn't look like he's exerting much energy here, and Bor can't move it at all. So Tao Pai Pai throws Bor up into the air and tosses the spear as well and impales him. Brutal. Brutal indeed. In front of the little boy. And he falls back down to the ground right before Goku can even do anything with Kintone. Uh, and it's at this point that Goku attacks. That's a boy? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that, too. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of trouble with that at first as well. Oh, I okay. always knew it was a boy. Because he just has his little vest wide open. It wouldn't be a little girl. That's uh, true. Well, uh, I don't know. Japanese drawing Native Americans, you never know. Yeah, exactly. You never, I'm not the racist. Toriyama's the racist. <laughs> yeah, Toriyama's the racist. <laughs> yes. See how I saved myself there. Anyways, so Goku's attacking, but Tao Pai Pai just dodges and kicks him into the tower. And uh, so Goku unleashes the Kamehameha, which ruins all of his clothes, but he fires back the Dodonpa. It pretty much takes out Goku. And then he takes off with the bag of Dragon Balls. So now we're moving on to chapter 87. Tao Pai Pai is ready to leave, but Upa throws a rock at him. That, that's how you get stuff Let's done. Let's throw rocks at him. But I just love that he blows the rock away. <laughs> he, just, he just goes puff. And the rock goes the other direction. So Tao Pai Pai takes off. Red and Black notice he's not coming back right away. And only has three Dragon Balls. So down in the village, I love this scene. Tao Pai Pai makes a drawing of his clothes. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> He's like, make them. <laughs> <laughs> three days. <laughs> he calls in to report and he says he'll be back in three days. And all right, all right, I'll go back and get that fourth Dragon Ball if it's that big of a deal to you. So uh, Upa is back over there burying 
father. He's about to bury Goku. <laughs> I love it. But Goku kind of twitches and wakes up. And the four-star ball rolls out. And it was the four-star ball that saved him. That's where the Dodompa hit. So Grandpa saved his life. So Goku decides at this point he's going to use the Dragon Balls to wish Bora back to life. That's going to be his wish. And uh, Upa suggests climbing up the tower and actually getting going with this mission over here. It's really, really, really far. And so Goku starts and it turns to night. And he takes a nap. And he keeps going. And finally he sees the top. And that's a very quick condensement of Goku climbing to the top of the tower. Nice and short and to the point. That's right. We're on into chapter 88 here. Goku climbs up and in. I like that, how he kind of, it's like rock climbing almost, where he has to flip himself up into it. It's just really neatly designed. So he's uh, up there looking for water, and he hears a voice beckoning to him, and it's Kadin. So there's water up in the flask here, and uh, Kadin, who, yes, is a small little cat, reads Goku's mind and um, sees that he has pure motives. He's going to let Goku do the whole drink thing, but he's not going to make it easy on him. He prevents Goku from from getting near to it and um Goku I love this Goku and his tactics he does the look over there and Karin you know he actually looks over there but it doesn't work on him because he's a master he's a cat master he's, he's a wonder cat yes with whiskers thank you Harmony Gold but um ching anyway <laughs> Goku says he'd win if he wasn't hungry uh after chasing Karin all around there so he's Karin gives him a sensu and says he can go 10 days without eating. Goku's pretty impressed with this little magical bean here, but he still can't catch Karin. So Goku asks if um, anyone's ever done it. You know, how old, how long ago, etc. And Karin describes to him, yes, one person has done this before, and that person was the person you trained under. Kamisinin. And I love this. He holds up three. It's like, oh, it only took him three minutes to do this? No. Three years. So again, we have this Goku and this predicament of, I don't have years to do this stuff. I get to get going now. So on to chapter 89. Goku doesn't have that much time, so he uses the Zanzoken. That's the after-image technique. But Karin uses it kind of back against him, although he's very impressed with Goku. Uh, Goku's out of breath. You know, we get the thin air going on. We're going to have a lot of this recurring in the series with different locations, different gravity, adapting your body to all these different locales. So he's putting too much effort into his moves, and that's a problem. He's got to condition his body more. Karin tosses the Dragon Ball down to the ground. You know, off the tower, all the way to the ground. Goku's got to go get it. It's the four-star ball. So he jumps all the way to the bottom, gets his Dragon Ball, and climbs back up. This time, it only took him three hours to get from the bottom to the top. So in the short amount of time he spent there, he's already made this much progress. So he tries to steal the flask again. It's no good. Um, turns to night. They're taking a break. Karin's asleep. Goku kind of wakes up, and he sneaks up like he's going to steal it. But he decides, no, I'm going to take the moral route here, and I'm not going to steal it. Though Karin's kind of like, uh, I know what's going on. Uh, you're a good little boy. Good for you. Not like your master. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cute. So the next day they try again. Although, you know, he's saying you do these, you know, moral and ethical things, but tickling him's okay? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So he tickles Karin at the edge, and it looks like he's falling, but he's actually holding on with his tail. And that took him three days, so not too bad. So he drinks the water, except it's completely normal water. The whole deal here was that you came to the top, you made it up here, I put you through all this, and in this time, you've achieved this much more. The water wasn't anything. It was the training that was a real reward. So Goku departs. On to chapter 90, Upa's trotting around. I love it. There's little panels of... I always liked Upa. He was just really cute. He was a lot. Uh, Taopai gets his clothes. There's there's a lot of things in the series with people getting clothes and not wanting to pay. Alright, so maybe there's only one other situation where something like this happens. But it feels like it's a lot. <laughs> Twice is enough. Yeah, exactly. So he offers to kill someone for you know, the shopkeep here. Uh, he doesn't want to kill anyone. He's like, alright, alright, I'll kill you. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love his train of thought here. So uh, he crashes back over a Karin tower. And now Upa tosses an axe at him. I love axes when you throw them around. So he's about to throw Upa into the tower, but Goku arrives just in time on Kintone. And uh, Tell Pai Pai is pretty much shocked to see him alive. Now uh, they go on... We get exposition here, actually. You know, Goku says, you know, the Dragon Ball saved me. He was in my shirt pocket. I'll win this time. Tal Pai Pai says, you'll be dead in three seconds. Whatever. Rushes in. Goku bends backwards. I like this attack. This is the fight, fight, fight kind of scene, isn't it? He bends backwards and punches him up into the air then kicks him into the tower. Goku says he was training at the top. We get the whole, oh, I thought it was a legend kind of cliche thing. Tal Pai Pai realizes it was Karin's place and etc. So we're on to chapter 91. Lots of fighting and dodging. And Goku is doing well. He kicks Tal Pai into to the ground head first and he pops up and fires a Dodompa again but Goku blocks it barehanded well, kind of hand palms kind of thing and Tao Pai Pai's got the nose drip going on which is I guess Japanese for oh shit <laughs> Goku says that, uh, you know, they've shown each other the Dodonpa and the Kamehameha. That's not going to work on each other again. So uh, Tao Pai Pai throws out a capsule with a sword. Upa tosses out Nyoibo, though, and Goku uh, rebounds and catches it and cuts the sword in half. And Goku is going to win. Everyone claims they're going to win. So I guess someone's got to be lying or just doesn't know it. Chapter 92, Tao Pai Pai is in disbelief. Of course he is. He launches a massive series of attacks and Goku's not fighting back here, though. So final hit is like a knee to the gut kind of thing. Goku gets back up. He's like, yeah, hurt a little. Now I've seen all your moves. And without saying as much, he says pretty much, yeah, you're fucked now. So he launches his own series of massive attacks and he's about to go again, but then we get the Tao Pai Pai. Oh, I give up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, he tosses a bomb when Goku's looking away. But Goku kicks it back up into the sky and boom, is Tao Pai Pai dead? More on Dragon Ball next time. No, we'll continue on from here in chapter 92. Goku promises to collect all the Dragon Balls and wish Bora back to life. So we're closing in on the end of the volume. Four more chapters. Chapter 93, Goku notices uh, two balls are together because must be someone else collecting them. That's a little strange. So back at Red Ribbon Army headquarters, Colonel Violet, we have a female member of the crew here. Interesting. So we've had just guys, we've had animals, and now we get the women. At the end, Toriyama sexism? Thoughts? Hmm. And it seems kind of weird to introduce someone new so late yeah. for no reason. Who yeah, doesn't exactly. do anything. Doesn't really do anything. Uh, she returns with a Dragon Ball and the orders to give the radar to General Copper. What do you think? Copper, a color? Yeah. Yeah? Eh, I don't know. So they're going to give him the radar to go get another Dragon Ball. And when Tao Pai Pai returns, that'll be all of them, right? So at this point, Goku is flying in. He's on Kinto and there's this little plane mech thing. But there's an image back at Kami House. And uh, we have Bulma and Kami Sandy and everyone's looking at this. They're wondering where Goku's going. And uh, Lunch thinks he's heading to Red Ribbon Army headquarters, so Bulma sends that same little plain mech thing off to confirm, and it gets shot down. So, yep. That's where it was going. So uh, back at Red Ribbon Army headquarters, they think Tao Pai Pai is back, but it's actually Goku. And he takes out a chopper. Not chopper, little reindeer, but, you know, a helicopter thing. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, one piece. Yeah. Continuing on. <laughs> Kami Sending wants to go in and help there, but um, he can't get there. There's no way for him to get there. So uh, Bulma builds a phone. <laughs> <laughs> she calls home and she asks if Yamcha's there so is Yamcha living there? It, it seemed like Poir and Oolong were living there There's too kind of, so he's the living kind of, boyfriend sort maybe. of I mean they got enough space at Capsule Corps so. exactly so they want Yamcha to go help as well Goku's invading and the Red Ribbon Army at this point realizes yeah that's not Tao Pai Pai chapter 94 Goku charges in Black and Red are in complete shock and they follow the radar towards Dragon Balls Goku's shot at but he keeps dodging and attacking you know got all these planes and men up on the castle and stuff. Uh, Kamehameha blows up some attackers. He's heading towards 
Tower 8. He's got Dragon Balls on the radar. Black wants to evacuate, but Red is in denial here. Um, more shooting, keep going on. Yamcha arrives at Kame House, picks everyone up, and they take off. He says, oh, where's Kudin? He was off, what, like grocery shopping or something? Except he didn't take a vehicle. He's swimming with groceries. Whatever. So, <laughs> back at Red Ribbon Army, Red and Black arrive at Tower 8, and they're going to guard the Dragon Balls there. Um, Crittenden makes a comment to lunch. Yeah, he he says to her, we need you in warrior mode. Uh, please don't sneeze. <laughs> right, because she's blonde at this point. They need her with, you know, machine guns and badass at this point. Uh, it's going to take him 40 minutes to get there. And that's quite a bit with all the shit that's going down. Goku keeps charging onwards. So there's no stairs, so he just, I guess, makes his own stairs and busts through the ceiling. Chapter 95, Goku keeps... Um, beating up minions, blah, 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 shot at, doesn't really matter because he's Goku. Red is pissed, and Black is realizing the true situation here, and Red blurts out what's been going on the whole time. They're not getting the Dragon Balls for world domination. They're getting the Dragon Balls because Red wants to be tall. (laughs) Jeff shaking his head. (laughs) We'll talk about it after we get through this. So uh, Black comes to some realizations here, and they argue about domination, etc., and Red's the boss. He's like, I'm the boss. You gotta follow what I do, blah, blah, blah. Shoots him in the head. Hardcore. He's not fucking around here. So Black shoots Red. Red is dead. Black is now in command, and this is when Goku shows up. Goku's gonna take the Dragon Balls, and but this, this, you know, join me and together we can rule the world. How many times do we hear this over the course of the series? But Goku doesn't even want to be friends with him. He doesn't care about this stuff. Black tries to fight. I don't know why. He doesn't really get very far. I guess he just wanted to actually see for himself how tough Goku is. So uh, he throws out a capsule and jumps into a mech. Final chapter of the volume, 96 here. Goku's getting smacked around by Black up in the mech and he tosses Goku outside and fires blasts at him. Thinks he killed him, but Goku's pretty fast. That's not going to take him out. So Goku Goku jumps on the front glass. I like this a lot. It's like a bug on the windshield, except he's Goku. Oh my god, what were we just watching? Was it Pokemon, I think? So watching an old Pokemon episode where Pikachu jumps onto the chopper, just kind of smirks and goes like, kind of like what Goku does here, except he's not electric. Mary, why would you talk about Pokemon in a time like this? That is so inappropriate. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, so what Black does here is he goes to hit Goku off, except Goku jumps off and he ends up hitting himself through the mech. So up in the sky, there uh, he goes to fire a missile, but Goku's very good with kicking off explosives into the distance. I don't quite understand how when an explosive hits Goku's foot, it doesn't explode. Maybe they're time-based or something, but he blows up a mountain, a poor mountain. Black goes to fly off, but Goku takes off and busts right through him, and it explodes in midair. And I guess that is the end of the Black Ribbon Army. So, that is this volume of the manga. Let's go around and get some thoughts on this one. Um, Jeff, mm-hmm. you had thoughts on Blue. Yep. So I'm going to let you continue your thoughts. This volume as a whole, you've been feeling that the series has been getting a little stagnant at this point, almost. Like, Toriyama doesn't quite know where he wants to take it. Stuff feels like filler at points. There's no action consistency going on. So now that we had a volume which was pretty much fighting, exploding, beginning 
beginning to end. What are your thoughts on what happened here and where it's heading? I can kind of tell that Toriyama really likes doing action-based uh, chapters because mm-hmm. I was absolutely drawn to this volume by or chapter by chapter. I was drawn to every single thing that happened, and uh, it's kind of interesting because I didn't like the Red Ribbon Arby uh, to begin with, right? And midway through, I didn't like them either, right? And I still don't like them, but damn, that was really good. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got to give him credit. He uh, when he does something that he knows will work, it's awesome. Totally. And then when he tries to do some other stuff, it doesn't really work out too well. So I think at this point, he's just figuring that out. So you feel he was a little unsure of himself the last two or three volumes? I certainly think so, because the pacing was just kind of awkward. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of made you know, a lot of us just sort of feel a little bit, not uncomfortable, but just sort of, I don't know, there was that shared awkward feeling with the rest of the volumes. What about the pacing in this volume? How did that compare? I think it, well, I think it was fantastic because, you know, it really was sort of like a battle by battle uh, uh, basis on this uh, volume. Mm -hmm. But um, when things would happen, you know, they'd have like an appropriate reaction and then you'd have, you know, some other guy come in and now Mm -hmm. we gotta fight this guy. And then when he takes on the Red Ribbon uh, headquarters. Wasn't that awesome? Oh, that was fantastic. It's like just storming the castle here. It's like so much stuff going on. It's like hearing that song in the Kill Bill soundtrack and just like watching them walk down in slow-mo and you know some shit's gonna go down. Something I I wanted to say and it's unfortunate that the manga doesn't have a score because there are two songs they're vocal songs over in the Japanese version Mm -hmm. about pretty much Goku attacking the Red Ribbon Army and they're really good songs that go along with this really well so maybe we'll have to watch a couple scenes that kind of stuff get the songs and the full effect to that. There you go. I, th- I think it really adds to it as well. But you mean you're picturing that kind of music going on with these scenes. So I think, you know, Toei kind of nailed it there as well. They saw what was going on and reacted appropriately as directors of the TV series. So nice. that's pretty neat. So yep. you're thinking like an animation studio executive. I've been told that many times before. Hmm, I wonder why. Really? No, I oh, was okay. kidding. <laughs> Let me take it over to Mary for a couple thoughts. You've been very down on the Red Ribbon Army arc as well. I've pretty much now. shared the same opinion as Jeff yeah. for the last couple of volumes. And you know what? I agree with him on this one, too. I thought I thought each and every little mini arc within this volume was given, you know, appropriate time each. I thought the Karin stuff, you know, got just enough time. It wasn't too overbearing. I thought Tao Pai Pai had appropriate time. In fact, I almost thought he had too little time. You know what? Let me actually stop you here and let me ask you something and get your reaction on it. Do you like this because you have such a familiarity with Dragon Ball Movie 3 and a lot of these events and some of these characters and stuff? I think, Does yeah. Does it just feel like familiar ground so it you is, like but it. I think it is genuinely good at the same time like yeah I know movie three before I read this mm-hmm. and you know I know Tao Pai Pai just from that but now seeing how little he's in the manga right you know in this manner um <laughs> I I can understand we're, why we're, we're talking about puzzles and in the woods that, that's what we're talking about right now. <gasps> oh man I forgot about that stuff too <laughs> shit um anyways Wow, that's a ways off. Yeah. So I guess I knew him from the movie, and I was like, okay, this is just what he does. And right. then I read the manga, I'm like, oh, okay, he's in for a similar amount of time. Right. He's not in here for There's an extended a, a amount of time. More. I mean, the whole drawing of the clothes, that, I mean, was that fan- clinches oh, it. Oh, jeez. Hilarious. Awesome. I didn't know he had a sense of humor. I don't think... He, I thought he was just badass. I don't think he thinks he's funny. I think he thinks he's totally serious yeah. about it. 
That's why I like him. And, uh, yeah, Blue was killed off fast. That was good. I guess the one thing that bugged me was, like, the random introduction of, like, Violet, who didn't do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny with, like, Yamcha randomly living at, you know, Bulma's house. Right. I think uh, everything else, you know, it, it was paced very well, and I loved, you know, Black taking over, because to me, that was really unexpected, other than, like, it's the 10th such- anniversary movie. Like, I kind of thought that was its own made-up story. I didn't realize that, you know, oh, it yeah. really heavily took a lot from the manga, so I was like, oh, wow, Black, he really cares about the cause, so he killed Red. <laughs> I thought, like, whoa, shit. It's such a common sense thing, which is rare for Dragon Ball, where someone actually, you know, gets it. He's like, hey, we're supposed to be going for world domination, not height. You suck. Yeah. Bam. Good so stuff. I thought he was a cool guy. He was mm-hmm. pretty slick. Yeah. Even though he punched himself in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun. What other thoughts do you guys have on this volume? And I, I guess just this volume, and then I'll ask a little bit about the future. Bora dies. Yes, he's dead. Goku says, all right, let's collect the Dragon Balls and revive him. Mm-hmm. Something seems a little inconsistent, and maybe it's because I know a little bit about what happens like later because I've seen you know like cell arc that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Like, aren't you not allowed to wish for a resurrection? Like, was there some kind of rule? No, no, it's that you couldn't be resurrected twice, wasn't it? Right, with Earth's Dragon Balls initially, a single person cannot be wished back to life more than once. Is what the result ends up being. Gotcha. And so Bora hasn't died yet, so if he's dead, they can wish him back to life for the Dragon Balls. It still but they seems... don't know that's a rule yet. Yeah, like I'm, right, right. I was gonna say that still seems kind of weird that like Goku would just say that's let's re- let's bring him back to life. Like they don't know even know if he can. So right, he's really promising even... this anyway. Yeah, Th- this is brilliant. I, see, I, that never even occurred to me because Mary, you and I are so used to yeah, that's what the Dragon Balls are for, wishing someone back to life. This is the first time that even is suggested. Exactly. So thank you. See. That's the kind of thing where only someone new and reading it for the first time would even pick that up. We just totally gloss over that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the guy's dead. I figure he's going to stay dead. If you were to wish him back to life, that's kind of like asking a bit much of, you know, the, the dragon. <laughs> uh, granted that it's, a, that it's allowed, so hooray. But, I mean, that's still kind of like, oh, he's dead. Oh, don't worry. We'll wish him back. Like, that's just so Well, Goku's quick. not really concerned with anything. So right. So I can only see that coming from him. Yeah, I mean, and the guy just – and the kid, of course, has no hesitation burying his father. Look, if he's going to get revived, he's going to be covered in dirt. <laughs> Don't you think you Maybe should prepare? Should him yeah, don't you think you should purify him or they something? They do that later in the series. They, like, air seal them in coffins and stuff. Oh, it's, great. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about where this is heading. The Red Ribbon Army, for all intents and purposes, is pretty much over at this point. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe, right. actually. Like, I feel like there's someone's going to pop up, something's going to happen. Because it always does. So I, I'm personally finding it hard to believe that it's actually going to end. Because I, I think I'm biased from the 10th anniversary movie, where a lot more happens with Hachan. Oh, yeah, because we they tie that him. in there. Like, we haven't we saw him like that one time, and as far as I know, we're not going to see him again. No, that, right? that's it for him. Wow, so that movie was good in that respect. Yeah. I totally bought that. I thought that was part of the manga. Oh, well. That's true. So, you like how they tied him in with the whole um, the black storyline, almost. Right, but I kind of said we didn't see more of him mm-hmm. in the manga. See, I forget about this stuff, and where you're reading this for the first time. Mm-hmm. kind of stuff Compared to, to, like, the anime versions of right. these little bits and pieces of the Red Ribbon arc. Let's talk about where it's heading. Mary, do you know what the next little story is? Uh, well, because I picked up Volume 9 a few moments oh, ago, okay. I, I, I saw Baba. Right. So, Jeff, I mean, the name Baba may or may not mean anything to you. So where do you, you know, we've mentioned before, you always brought up, you know, okay, this is concluded. Time to get the Dragon Balls. That's what happens. The story ends and they collect the Dragon Balls. They do something. So obviously that's kind of going to happen again. That's the next thing. We get the Dragon Balls. Yeah, Goku wanna... didn't make a promise. Right. So where do you think the story can head from here? That is a tough one, especially because uh, the 
long-lasting, worthwhile characters aren't in any sort of other drama. Right. No one's really doing anything at this point. Right. So it's kind of getting towards the end of the first major colossal thing where, Mm -hmm. again, no one really had anything going on. So, you know, it's kind of like saying, while we're playing Second Life... (laughs) <laughs> and we're done building the house. Uh-huh. Well, what do we do now? Well, you live in the house. Well, it's like, you know, you can you, you can live in this environment and keep it going and then just throw in, like, oh, here's a new catastrophe. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine that sort of thing's probably going to happen. Uh, not to say that there's anything bad with that, of course, because certainly uh, bringing in anything would, would bring some more drama to the storyline. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be maybe, well, you know, this is the hard thing to realize because Goku just fought the quote-unquote, you know, dead assassin mm-hmm. and is now stronger than basically any creature on the planet right so what he's going to do with that is uh, kind of interesting so i wonder if there's any sort of like internal turmoil that happens maybe he gets even like a smudge smarter and uh something is brought out because of that now i mean that's just my own kind of thought process but mm-hmm. uh, i other than that i'm really unsure from your earlier comments it almost seemed like okay i'm expecting some kind of fresh start with like a reset of what the characters are doing kind of thing yeah like a like a reorientation and if anything just sort of expanding upon maybe one character's mm-hmm. thing because that seems to be the case with the lot of the manga you know when things start to get into this calm nice area right. he starts to pick on something mm-hmm. and then exploit it and then something big comes out of it and then it goes back to you know square one again gotcha except they add a character and he's now worthwhile <laughs> well i know exactly what happened so i'm not gonna tell you either true or false on anything you've said well there you go <laughs> so i guess it doesn't help you in any way but uh that was okay. great so that is volume eight of the manga we will be back with volume nine next month very exciting we are more than halfway through Dragon Ball at this point. Well, the Dragon Ball era of the manga. The whole thing is Dragon Ball beginning and end in Japan, but that's awesome. Alright, coming up, we got the releases for September and some emails, but first we're taking on over to Mary and her top five list. Mary, I think we started this with the last volume of the manga we went over. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. So uh, with every volume, manga, review, and there's some awesomeness in there, you're going to do your top five favorite panels from that volume. Yep. And uh, I guess let's get it started. Um, page numbers, I'm going to be referring to the Viz releases if you want to, you know, check it out at home, see the pictures, um, you know, for yourself. And we're also going to have scans up on the site. So number five, we've got Goku uh, from the scene of him climbing up a car and tower. He's hanging up upside down by his tail, and it's very cute. Very nice. Okay, number four is the death of General Blue, much to Jeff's happiness. <laughs> and that's on page 16, getting a tongue in the head. Very nice. Number three, Black hits self <laughs> in giant mech. <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory Yes, there. and that's on page 170. Very fun stuff. Number two is um, Tau Pai Pai getting blown up by the bomb on page 118. This is, um, I guess, just before the bomb explodes. It's him kind of looking up at the bomb as it's being kicked, you know, back up to him. It's like that googly-eyed kind of shot, right? It's like very Looney Tunes-esque. Right, right. Maybe that's why I like it so much. And number one is another Tao Pai Pai moment. Best drawing in the whole damn issue. Tao Pai Pai's self-portrait wearing his outfit. <laughs> of the clothes. <laughs> of the clothes and how it should be sewn and all that. And that's on page 39. Too funny. I love it. Very nice. Very nice indeed. So uh, every time we have a top five list, we put up scans over on the site. So check that out on the podcast page. And I guess with that done, we are going to take it on over to September's releases. 
Mary, on September 18th, we got a box set from Funimation. What we got? We've got Dragon Ball Z Season 3 Remastered box set for $49 uh, retail. You can find it much cheaper everywhere else. Well, that's not charging full price. <laughs> uh, it's 33 episodes, episodes 75 through 107. Seven. And uh, actually, I had some people correct us on this. It actually does go to the very end of the Super Saiyan Goku oh, fight. Oh, good. Well, that makes sense. Right. And I had a chance to see some screen caps from your forum from this box set and ew and that's all i'm gonna say but you can buy it from places <laughs> like the z store and amazon for you know cheaper than retail so check it out if you you know haven't owned these episodes and you'd like to own them cool also on that date we have from funimation dragon ball z spanish volumes three and four we don't know what's going on with these it's the cover art from the ultimate uncut editions but it's the visual content from these remastered box sets for the spanish audio track whatever so we have volumes three and four they're like three episodes a piece or something like that it's the early saiyajin arc here they're 12.98 retail they're like a buck or two cheaper than that on Z Store, which says, hurry, only 500 left on each of those listings. Whatevers. So let's take it over to September 19th. Over in Japan, we have five CDs. And uh, for more detailed information on these, I guess listen to last week's episode. We've got Kodochan Pack Dragon Ball Best. And we have Kodochan Pack Dragon Ball Z Best. These are short six-track CDs coming out over in Japan. They are 15.75 yen a pop. And they're just kind of like a short, best, greatest hits kind of thing coming out. Also on that date, we have three re-re-releases. That's the Dragon Ball Z Ongakushu Volume 1 and Ongakushu Volume 2. That first one is background music from movies 1 through 7, and the second is background music exclusively for movie 8. I was actually listening to these at work today, because I ran out of podcasts. I wanted Dragon Ball music to listen to, so I did. I mean, so I did. Ha! Anyways. Um, then also we have Dragon Ball Ongakushu, which is same kind of thing, background music from early Dragon Ball, which was something originally released on vinyl, a record turntable. Actually, two turntables in the microphone. I think that's how that works. And then it was re-released on CD just a year or two ago on one of those low price lines, and it's apparently did pretty well. It's coming out again. All three of those are 1260 yen a pop, and uh, you can grab them over on CD Japan and all that stuff. And track listings are on our website. Jeff, I'll give you one. Okay. On September 26th, a Wednesday, we got something in Spain. Yeah, the Spain Remastered Volume 14. It's a two-disc set per the norm, and it's a TV episode so it's 108 to 117. It says Garlic Jr. I figure that's the Garlic Jr. saga. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, selling for 24.95 euros. And there's more info on ZonaDVD.com. It's Sona. Julian's going to berate you now. Eh, he's no, in Japan. It's okay. <laughs> eh. He can't get to you. He can't get to me now. <laughs> so that's it for September. He has sep- to swim to get to you. That's it for September. But a reiteration, October 4th, indeed, is Sparking Meteor Day over in Japan. PS2 and Wii US release soon after that. Let's Let's take it on over to emails. Jeff, you're my email guy. Yes, I am. We got two emails, so take it away with the first one. Very cool. Our first email comes from Savannah. It says, Hello, podcast people. It's Savannah again. I was hoping to bother you with a few questions, so here I go. Whenever you guys talk about filler, you always talk about how everyone just stares at each other, talk about fighting, then the episode ends. I've asked my friends what they think about filler and DBZ, and they say the same thing I do. 20 solid minutes of screaming. Why do you guys never mention that? Do they not scream that much in the Japanese version or what? Okay, I have another unrelated question. When in DBZ is the first 
time Goku kills someone. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. That's an interesting point. I think a lot of people take it in two different routes where they whine about filler and the drag onness of DBZ. Some people talk about, oh, they just sit around and stare at each other. And some people say, oh, they just sit around and scream all episode. To me, I hear filler and I think Garlic Jr. arc. I, I'm not sure in well, filler they, in what respect. I mean, filler arcs, filler well, episodes, or just day-to-day episode fillers. Yeah, there's two types of things. When when we think about filler, we can think about an entire filler arc, which is an entire storyline original to the TV series. And then, like you said, Mary, there's also just that day-to-day padding out the episode kind of stuff. And most of that is the screaming and staring at each other. When they do that padding out stuff, a lot of that are cheaply done, you know, pan shots. And that's, I think, where a lot of the staring at each other comments come from. But then to also pad out the episode, they do a lot of extra just, uh, And my favorite is the stuff. I've been practicing that for a decade. I think I got it down pretty good. It's not bad. <laughs> you know, Wasako Nozawa. Uh, yeah. But you're getting there. I know. Someday I'll take over the role. So what do you think? I, I don't know, because I hear it both ways, but I guess when we talk about it, we emphasize the, the staring more than the screaming. I didn't realize that we did, because I don't listen to our episodes. <laughs> I don't know what we talk about. But yeah, it's true that they do do both types of fillers. I guess we just happen to mention one more than the other. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, Goku and killing people. Now, specifically, you asked DBZ, but we'll take it. Jeff, you got to cover your ears now. Uh-oh. La, 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 la. So I think the first... Like, enemy thing that Goku kills is tambourine. Okay, Jeff, you can undo. Okay. Okay. But, Mary, just as you were uh, flipping through the manga earlier today, this manga that we talked about, you mentioned, hey, Goku's killing a whole bunch of Red Ribbon Army members. And he kills Black, right? Um, he explodes. Sort of. Indirectly. So, yeah. So, maybe that's the first time that Goku is responsible for killing people. But then we can take it over to DBZ, which is what you asked about. He's more or less directly responsible for Raditz's death. I mean, he's the one who held on to him. Then we could talk about all the movies and people he kills with the Genkidama. Ginyu Toksentai, the, the five members there. Vegeta's really responsible for kind of... Finishing off yeah, all of them. Yeah, you know, kicking the horse when it's down, spitting on it and shoveling some dirt on it, you know, breaking necks and backs and stuff. Do we know that Goku didn't actually kill Raccoon or Bata or anyone in there or anything? I really don't remember it. I'm I can't sorry. remember either. So, we just assume Vegeta's really the one responsible for that. But then, you know, Genkidama, Chibi-Boo, Goku's definitely responsible for that one. So I guess a lot of them are open to interpretation, but uh, that's our answer there. So now we got one more email. This is from Sonic Mark from England. And Sonic Mark, in quotes, writes, Hey Mike, Mary, and Julian, if he hasn't already gone to Japan too late, jump for joy because this email is not about video games. <laughs> Just want to say first that the podcast is the best podcast I know. You update every week and that's to be admired. So to the main subject, I've been a Dragon Ball fan since I was a little kid watching Cartoon Network back in the mid-90s. I first saw the trailer for Dragon Ball Z a really long time ago. The scene featured Gohan turning into an Uzaru, but didn't show an O. Oh, oh Uzaru. Uzaru. I knew it was O. <laughs> he corrected himself before. Yeah, I, I knew it. Because <laughs> I remember you saying it, basically. So uh, so he remembers Gohan turning into an Ozaru, but didn't show an Ozaru. So I had no idea what he transformed into, so stupidly not showing Dragon Ball first. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought it was an anime about people who turn into dragons. After I saw the first episode, <laughs> I was hooked and have been dedicated to Dragon Ball Z and GT since. With the fact that episode 100 is soon, I think this be an interesting question. What was your first experience with Dragon Ball? Where did you see it? And were you hooked instantly or did you adjust to it over time? Keep up the good work, guys. I've been a long-time listener and I hope to keep listening. Mary, I think you and I, like, episode 
four or something like that, us and Julian actually talked about how we got into the show right. initially. And I think we've even mentioned it several times since then. So I would actually say go back and listen to as awkward as the first couple episodes are. It's got good content in them. I mean, I can't say anything bad about that. So you can actually learn the story there. I can briefly, how about we briefly, okay. quickly say, I first caught a glimpse of Dub Dragon Ball in syndication. It might have been like episode, I don't know, five or six or so. This is 1995. This is 1995. I thought it was cute, and I watched the rest of Dragon Ball, and I started with Dragon Ball Z when that started on TV, and I was hooked. Right. And I got fan subs from people in school. I was aware of Dragon Ball Z through video game magazines like EGM and stuff, and I never got into it. I wasn't into comics as a kid. I wasn't into, I guess, anything nerdy beyond just video games in general. And then I had a friend who was into comics and stuff, and I guess he bought Wizard and was into that kind of stuff. And he caught the first episode of DBZ dubbed on TV when it started syndication, called me and said, check this out next week. And that's when I first actually watched the episode. I kind of knew, like, vague characters names from EGM like I knew there was someone named Goku like that, that's all I didn't really know anything I just those are the characters with the spiky hair kind of thing and that's when I first actually saw it and got involved with it from there on out Jeff you're not the typical Dragon Ball fan like we are but you're an anime fan in general how yep. did you first get exposed to DBZ you know what uh, I'd love to say something other than Cartoon Network but I'm afraid it was Cartoon Network actually when I was uh, in the mid 90s yeah definitely uh, it was that, that was the, first? the late 90s it wasn't on Cartoon network until 1998 was it on anything before that then yes it was airing in syndication on the u.s that would Channel be like like 11 wb fox kind of stuff that's probably where Weekend i saw mornings. it then that is probably where i saw it because i remember seeing it early like mid 90s mm-hmm. and then seeing it again in cartoon network and actually being pretty stoked that it was on cartoon network because that was pretty uh ahead of its time at that point mm-hmm. oh no, no no of course i saw it on the the tapes my friend had the tapes and said you guys see the series they'd like you oh know, yeah fans kicked each other in the balls and they spit off <laughs> And, you know, that was uh, one of my good friends at that point, actually, and uh, showed me the cell arc and uh, got me into it. All right. So that's going to wrap up the emails. If you want to send us any questions or comments or thoughts for the 100th episode, send them on over. Mary, where you send this shit? You can send this shit to podcast at dizex.com. Jeff, spell it out for me. That's D-A-I-Z-E-X dot C-O-M. What's the first part? Oh, damn. <laughs> no one ever seems to get this right the first I time. I know. What ha- it's a curse, man. I don't know. Maybe I should just do it myself. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at DuzzyX.com. That's how you do it. Send your questions, comments, etc. That's going to wrap up episode 93. Oh, man. Two weeks, we're going to be AWA. We're hoping to get Julian on next week. What I would like to do for next week's episode, and it's all dependent on me actually finding it in the store, is finally picking up this month's domestic Shonen Jump and doing a little review of their Dragon Ball Collector segment and also their translation of Nekomajin Z5 compared with Julian's translation, which we had up but took down because it was domestically licensed and released. So that's the plan for next week. We'll see how it goes. So let's just say goodbye to everyone. Jeff, you got something to plug. Yes, I do. Finally. It's, Mike, you're kind of going to be indirectly, I know. I mean, directly involved. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's not anime related at all. Nope. But it's kind of nerd in that it's like music otaku. Yeah, basically it is audiophile, which is uh, English for <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Yes, I do. <laughs> so the name of the podcast is Low Fidelity. We have a website. It is lowfidelity.info. There's no W or dashes or anything. It's just lowfidelity.info. L-O-F-I. 
Sorry. I'm, ah. I've been out of school for a long time. <laughs> it is L-O-F-I-D-E-L-I-T-Y dot I-N-F-O. There you go. Yep, so check out the website. You can listen to the episode straight from there. We have them streaming live. And also, uh, Mike. Yes. I've uh, called to help you out for a favor on our next episode. I shall record for great justice. Awesome. So if you people liked hearing Mike go off on a music rant on our last episode, you can hear Mike talk about music on Jeff's show. Yeah, see, and I mentioned this before. When you listen to you know us on the Dragon Ball podcast, you have a very narrow view. Obviously, of course you would, because that's all you hear of uh, us and like our daily lives kind of thing. Dragon Ball doesn't quite run my life. Music, more or less, is what runs my life. So I get to spend some time with Jeff next week talking about music, and that's it's very exciting. And we got some very interesting albums that I don't think you would ever really listen to unless someone forced them upon you. And so guess what? I'm uh, forcing them upon you. A. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's also going to be really cool because there's a segment that we did on our podcast that you ripped off on this podcast that, we're, that we are re-ripping <laughs> off of you on our podcast I've, in three weeks. I've heard lots of anime podcasters say that the whole, I guess you would say industry, even though it's all amateur, is very incestuous. And this just further proves that among friends... We are very incestuous. Absolutely. And it definitely has to do with the fact that the Japanese like to uh, borrow, if you will, <laughs> from other people. Uh-huh. So that's going to be coming up in about three weeks. So uh, listen to the current episode. By the time this podcast goes up, that episode's going to be up. So feel free to head over to the website, listen to the newest episode, and get excited for when we come back from AWA. Nice. That's what I'm going to say about that. Didn't have to spoil it for you, Mike. That's awesome. Nice. Very awesome. Very exciting. So uh, thank you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you in the near future whenever you're around doing the manga review of awesomeness and check out low fidelity works for me bye folks merry yay sup yo when up this up yo you're here and we're gonna have fun and finish up the episode and go to awa in two weeks and what's up with you um i got a new job yay Yay, fantastic. Yay. I, I had to say that because I'm happy. Um, I run a site called Temple of Trunks. It's a trunk shrine with lots of images and humorous items, and it's extremely not updated, but it, it's kind of a legacy site. Yeah, the vast majority is like, hey, this is when I was 16. Yeah. Which was a long time you ago. You know what, actually? You know, it's embarrassing looking at the dates. I would have been 17 when I started it. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, well, whatever. So that site can be found at www.templeotrunks.com. No. Nice. So uh, that's it. And uh, Julian and myself, well, Julian can be found in Japan at the moment. www.daizex.com. That's dies and shoot ex. Awesome shiz going on over there. That's the end of the episode. Oh my god. So for Jeff over here and for Julian off in Japan and for Mary to my less than proverbial right, I am Mike Libri, Vegito EX, and I am the one and only. Yes. Awesome. I, I just realized something. Yes. You own Grandpa. I yes. do own Grandpa. Yes, that is... <laughs> it, it's Mary, can you grab that? It's actually a little speaker kind of thing. If you open it up, it's like headphone speakers. Ah, cool. Yeah. They look Ex- like bongos. Except I don't think it ever worked. But It needs batteries. Right. <laughs> nice. It had the four stars on it. That's why I had to look at it. Yeah, that's why I picked up this one. Yep, there were a couple, and we were like, we need the four-star one. Nice. Yeah. 
And just kind of sits there for decoration. With everything else. What was your first experience? Fuck. <laughs>